Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mike Gardner. Joins me always, my partner in crime, Ben Florence. And now I know what you're thinking, fans. This is a Thursday, Mike. Why are you doing a show today? Well, thanks to our good friends at 1-800-Flowers, we are bringing you FNAC Radio's inaugural bowl extravaganza, hosted by ours, us truly. We have from the from the creators of World Cup Shocking Moments to the NBA Draft Preview, we bring you another special edition Radio show breaking down all 38 bowl games, and I am in flow. I am just wasting more time piping this show because there's so many bowls this year. Is that a good thing that there's 38 bowls? You know, it's it's one of those things where you know they keep on rewarding teams that you know that go six and six. You know, 500. There's nothing something to be celebrated, but you know they keep on creating these bowls. We have five new games that we had last year, as well as the college football playoffs. We've got new games in places. We've got a new game replacing Nolan to Detroit. We also have games in, in Montgomery, Alabama, and, and Boca Raton, and even one of the Bahamas. Who doesn't love that? Exactly. So, of course, if we run out of time, fans, in this hour's show, you can catch the actual FNAC Radio tomorrow, 4 o'clock Eastern, as we have our holiday bash. Because we'll be uh, toasting the New Year's and celebrating the holidays and all the eventful sports and, and current events that have happened just in the span of this week. Also, Tom Shadow of the Washington Times will join us to talk some skins and uh, sports in the district. But we begin with the first bowl game that actually is this Saturday at a wonderful time of 11 a.m. Eastern. The New Orleans Bowl. <laughs> I looked at that time. This game is that game is going to be kicking off at 10 a.m. New Orleans Bowl, Nevada, Louisiana Lafayette. Is this any game to get excited for? Um, not really. I mean, it's, it is that early start. I mean, you say you know to give you a 10 a.m. local start. It's going to be an eight o'clock game, uh, get time game for Nevada because they're way out, obviously in the uh, weight in the uh, mountain time zone. You know, Louisiana Lafayette playing in this game for the for the fourth straight year, but they've won every time. They always bring a good crowd. I like the Raging Cajuns. They also have a fantastic mascot, which is a, a, like a flaming pepper. Who doesn't love that? But I, if, you, if, you're, if you have trouble getting up on a Saturday, I, I, it, it's not a game that if you miss, it's, it's the end of the world. Right, all right. So Flo has Louisiana Lafayette, and on to the next one, the that that so that is Saturday, December December twentieth, eleven a.m. Eastern. And then after you you can stay, once you're awake, having your morning coffee and breakfast, you can have lunch with the New Mexico Bowl featuring Utah State and UTEP at University Stadium in Albuquerque, New Mexico. This game is also on ESPN. Now UTEP. And Utah State, I don't think have any history between each other. Is is this a, once again another Mountain West 
team? Are they going to win it? Yeah, I, I like Utah State here. You know, UTEP, they improved five games from last year's disastrous uh, first year for uh, Coach Sean Kugler. But UTEP really isn't that good. Uh, Utah State's had a – they've gone through like a ton of quarterbacks in the injuries. But they've, they've been playing well this year. They're uh, uh, 8-4 and – and uh, actually 8-5. And I know 9-4. and four. And, but I, and I like the Aggies to win it. All right. And that is, <laughs> once again, that is the New Mexico Bowl. Now, an interesting game Saturday afternoon on ABC, 3.30 Eastern, Las Vegas Bowl. Now it is, is Royal Purple Las Vegas Bowl. This this is the first, the first sort of premier matchup in the bowl schedule, which features two teams that controlled their own destiny and then let it slip through their fingers in Sam Boyd Stadium. This is Utah against Colorado State. Now, Colorado State's coaches bailing, going to Florida. Utah had let the game of Oregon slip through their hands, so they fell to 22nd. But could the Utes, this, could this, is this a shootout or a one-sided affair? I think it's going to be a good game, but I think Utah's very good defensive unit will shut down a Colorado State offense, which has good players at the skill position, but without head coach Jim McElwain, who, of course, is heading to Florida, a team we'll talk about later in this preview. uh, And it could be a little bit later, considering how many bowl games there really are. But I like Utah here. I think their defense is going to shut down the Ram offense. Once you, once you uh, you lose your coach, and this is a guy that turned a program around. I do want to give Colorado State a shout-out because it seems like they are sort of on top of the world in terms of the supremacy in the state of Colorado. And all of a sudden your coach leaves. That takes a lot out of you. Of course, it's, it's a two-sided coin. It's You can go out and win it, like you know, Ronald Reagan, win it for the giver, or <laughs> they'll, they'll crumble and fall. Utah has too strong of an offense. I don't don't know how good Colorado State's defense is. I do want to give them props. They're, the reason why they did not actually go to a better bowl game, they could actually be in the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. They lost it. They lost to Air Force, thus losing their shot to playing for the Mountain West Championship. And it, which mm-hmm. was funny with that because Boise State beat Fresno State. When Fresno State had like a six and four conference record, meanwhile Colorado State. Had a ten and two record overall, and they're going to the New Mexico, Las Vegas Bowl. What are the mm-hmm. odds? Famous <laughs> Idaho Potato Bowl, Western yes. Michigan versus Air Force on the blue turf. That is Saturday at dusk, five forty-five p.m. Eastern on ESPN. <laughs> Air Force, the team that spoiled the party for Colorado State. Do we, is that so? We can see some old-fashioned wishbone against Western Michigan. Flo, who can win this game? Yeah, uh, you know, I like a lot what P.J. Fleck has done to make a big turnaround this year for uh, Western Michigan. But I like Air Force. Air Force is a team that I didn't think was going to be good at all, and they look very good. And I think they're going to control the clock, uh, run that vaunted option offense. And I think the Falcons in beautiful Boise, which is actually supposed to be a fun town, I've heard. I think the Falcons uh, pull it out and get the win. They're good. The teams like that have been fun to watch this year. We see we saw Georgia Tech take Florida State to the to the dying stages of the ACC championship game. We saw them go the option offense go into Athens, Georgia, and beat the Bulldogs. Then we saw the classic Army Navy game just this past week, and Air Force could win on the blue turf. 
And we're st- best part about this fans. We are got finally to our last Saturday bowl game. So and <laughs> so it is the Raycom Media uh, Camilla Bowl. Yeah, Camilla Bowl. That's, which is an evergreen Eastern Asian shrub related to the tea plant. That will be in <laughs> Montgomery, Alabama, featuring South Alabama and Bowling Green. That is the nightcap for Saturday's game on ESPN. Yeah, and it's going to be basically South Alabama, who only started their football program like six years ago, already in a bowl game. It was a solid year for them. You know they only have six wins. It's going to be basically a de facto home game for them. And Bowling Green has lost three in a row, and they've been terrible against some good offenses. So South Alabama got a balanced offense, good running back, good quarterback, and I think uh, the Jaguars get the win here. Big props for them because I think they were uh, a swag team a couple of years ago, South Alabama. Uh, They could have been. It wouldn't have surprised me. And and now they're in the Sun Belt, so that is impressive. It could be a high-scoring game though, because they're the boy. But because Bowling Green's defense allows 500 yards of offense and 34 points a game. The last time I saw numbers like that, I was playing the Lotto, so that's not a good sign. <laughs> and that is Saturday. So Saturday's bowl games, 11 a.m. These are all Eastern time. 11 a.m. New Orleans Bowl, Nevada, Louisiana, Lafayette, two two twenty p.m. Eastern. New Mexico Bowl, Utah State, UTEP, three thirty. The on the ABC and rightfully so, the ABC game, Utah and Colorado State should be a fun one. Las Vegas Bowl, not Mako Bowl, Las Vegas. It's the Royal Purple Las Vegas Bowl. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Western Michigan Air Force at five forty-five, and then the. Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. I apologize to the <laughs> Alabamans if I keep pronouncing that wrong. That's at 9.15 on ESPN, South Alabama Bowling Green. Sunday takes a break. Monday, we're back at it, December 22nd, 2 o'clock. We love the random day, weekday bowl game of the <laughs> Miami Beach Bowl featuring BYU and Memphis. And Flo, after a hilarious tweet you sent me, they have converted Marlins Park into a <laughs> yeah. football field, and it looks pretty woeful. Yeah, uh, that, that's usually what happens. I remember the, uh, what is now the Cactus Bowl, and they used to play at uh, Franklin Ballpark and CNA, or Tempe, or oh, wherever that was. And, yeah, they do that a lot. Uh, the New York, uh, the, the Pinstripe Bowl as well, plays at Yankee Stadium. But in this game, both teams, uh, they they come uh, into this game with winning streaks. BYU's won four in a row. Memphis has won six in a row. It was a big step forward for the Memphis Tigers. And I think in a tight game, I like Memphis uh, to uh, get the win. I think uh, they've had they've been playing good football, and they've been playing really good of late. Now, BYU is an interesting team that many said could be the wild card in the college football playoff. Boy, were they wrong. Mm-hmm. All it takes was an injury of their quarterback, and we had Steve Young back with the pomp and circumstance of his alma mater, and ESPN totally bought it. Beat Texas, feeling good, and they, they, they just tanked and lost. So if Christian Stewart is subbing for, the, for Taysom Hill... 
It could be the difference. BYU usually gets themselves up for these kind of games. And, of course, I love how this game is played on what should be the Orange Bowl site. Yeah. And instead, yep. it's in a baseball park. And it looks it, looking at the picture that you sent me, it looks exactly like what O.Co. Coliseum looks like when baseball season's <laughs> going on. It has, you know, you got the, the infield. But I love at least the Yankee Stadium, they can make it presentable. And like a Fenway when they play soccer matches there, it actually looks yeah. nice. This just looks like they, the city of Miami just threw something together. And so that's the only <laughs> Monday bowl game at 2 Eastern. So don't go to work on Monday. Watch this bowl game. Miami Beach Bowl, BYU, <laughs> Memphis. Tuesday, we have two bowl games. First one is the, the Boca Raton Bowl. And I am not making that up. These sound like the, these sound like the bowl games if you asked a fifth grade class or you know, like our kinder, our fourth grade class. What are the bowl games? What what are like the bowl games in college football? And they just start writing cities. Yeah. And so this uh, is the yeah. Boca Raton Bowl in, at FAU Stadium. I'm pretty sure Florida yep. Atlantic has some nice renovations. It looks nice. I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to see a pattern. All these games are southeast, and it'll go even more southeast in just a minute. Marshall, yeah, Northern right. Illinois. Marshall was a team that, once again, a common theme in today's episode is they controlled their own destiny and blew it. Marshall was one of those teams that if they would have won out in the Conference USA, they'd be in the Fiesta Bowl or maybe even a different bowl. They had Cato as Raheem Cato as a potential Heisman at the beginning of the year, statistically the best quarterback in Conference USA. He had great numbers. And then all it, take, all it took was a loss to Western Kentucky, and now they're going to Boca Raton. Are they going to... Smash Northern Illinois? No, I well, I don't know if they're going to smash them. Both teams are very good. Northern Illinois has been very good this year as well. I think Marshall's going to win because I think uh, Raheem Cato is a little better than Northern Illinois quarterback Drew Harris is very good in his own right. But I also think that a good pass rush for the Thundering Herd will be the difference in lovely Boca Raton, which is who doesn't love Palm Beach County? So many bowl games just in that area. <laughs> we've seen. Yeah. We already we've already had, you know, two in like the in the, in the vicinity of, of the Alabama Louisiana vicinity, and yeah. there's still more to come. That's just so far. So our Florida, so our official Florida bowl tracker is now up to two. We'll keep that tick going as it goes on. That's Tuesday, December 23rd, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Marshall Northern Illinois Boca Raton Bowl. And later that night, 9.30, in Rusty Qualcomm Stadium, San Diego County Poinsettia Bowl. Now, this is a bowl game that I've recognized. Okay, here we go. Two solid teams. <laughs> we saw Navy. They won against Army. Uh, I can not even say convincing fashion. They won in front of a huge crowd at M&T Bank Stadium. They have to go across country, though, to play San Diego State, a mm-hmm. team that I'm assuming loves to spread it out and run amok all over the field. Home game for San Diego State. Can Navy have an answer? Uh, well, I think they can have an answer because, yes, it's, they're going across the country. But Navy with their uh, – or San Diego, which has a strong naval presence, is almost like a home away from home for them. So you should expect a big uh, big crowd at Qualcomm Stadium. But I like San Diego State. They play the three three five defense with Coach Rocky Long. Which is just about a, which is probably the best defense to play against an option style offense. They've shut down 
option offense earlier in the Apple mentioned Air Force Falcons. And I think San Diego State and what is a home game will get the win here. All right, that's Tuesday, December 23rd, 9.30 Eastern. I'd like to see Navy win it just because I'm a fan of the old school. Hopefully, I'm waiting to see what jerseys they have. The uniforms that they had against Army were pretty sweet considering Mm -hmm. they're a team that is playing in the Poinsettia Bowl on December 23rd. Next bowl game is a joke. It is the Popeye's (laughs) Bahamas Bowl. Now, I, I cannot name a single football player from the Bahamas. Thomas Robinson Stadium is Bahamas National Olympic Stadium where they basically host soccer matches if they have them, track and field events, those that qualify for the Olympics. Not a football stadium. Yet Central no. Michigan and Western Kentucky will be playing the first, the noon game on Christmas Eve. Whoa, this is the inaugural bowl game where we see yep. an inaugural performance by two teams that are just happy to be on vacation in a nice city. Absolutely. You know, it was interesting because I don't know if you saw the video of Central Michigan. Apparently, they were doing like a countdown of where the team was going to play, and it was it was between Detroit and it was the Bahamas. And when they found the Bahamas, all the players went went nuts. You know, this is going to have the great broadcast crew of Steve Levy, Lou Holtz, and Mark May. So, and Popeyes, which has no presence whatsoever in the Bahamas. I like Western Kentucky. I like Western Kentucky here. Jeff Brown's the head coach. You know, he was a either Bobby Petrino disciple. They got a really good quarterback, one of the best in the country, in Brandon Dowdy. Central Michigan uh, has struggled against some good quarterbacks and even against some mediocre quarterbacks this year. So I like Western Kentucky and what should be just a, a, a game that I know I know you have circled on your bowl calendar. Yeah, in case your Christmas Eve plans are are, are falling apart, the in laws or the or the relatives are getting on your nerves, just tune in to ESPN noon Eastern for the Popeyes Bahamas Bowl for a great broadcast crew as Flo mentioned of, of Lou Holtz. I'm pretty sure the the Twitter sphere and the blogs are gonna be all over that game. Yeah. I don't know the last time Holtz has done a game. And he he if, usually does the Hawaii Bowl with Mark May and either Steve Levy or Reese Davis. But I mean, he doesn't do any other than anything else. Oh, Awful. no. Great anecdote by Pat Forde. He said, if this matchup were a holiday gift, it would be an ugly Christmas sweater. With that, we're moving <laughs> forward. Continuing with the second of two New Year's Eve bowl games, the Sheridan Hawaii Bowl. So how about that, fans? You start off a little uh, down south football games in Florida, Alabama, Louisiana, and then your new your Christmas Eve is the Bahamas in Hawaii, Fresno State and Rice. The only thing I know is Fresno State lost to <laughs> Boise State in the in the Mountain West Championship game, and Rice has. My good friend James Harrison kicking for them. He's a Jesuit grad. Other than that, whatever happened to this bowl game? These should be good teams that win. This is the bowl game at SMU, and June Jones resurrected that program. That was like the one bowl game they went to. Now this is Fresno State and Rice. Is this this is a potential overtime game? Uh, It could be. This game usually has had some funky results in the past. By the way, speaking of SMU, they got a good new coach in Chad Morris. Offensive coordinator from Clemson, and he only took over a team that may have been the worst in FBS this year. But uh, I think you know, they, I think I they were. 
Yeah, it was a train wreck, but I like Rice here. It should be a good game. Both teams are kind of equal, but I think Rice has been a little better. Interesting thing about Fresno State, they're actually the sole team in a bowl game that, that is in a bowl game with a losing record. So how about that? Can't stand that. They need to chop it off. I love it. They got in because they were the runner-ups in a conference championship. I don't know who in this. Fresno State usually plays. Fresno State plays has played Hawaii in the past. I feel like they're the familiar, and they could sneak it out to go uh, 500 on the year. A school gem on Fresno State season. So no games on Christmas because I'm surprised the NCAA has sanity and no football games on a holiday. Yeah. So we go to that following Friday. Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl, live in the Cotton yes. Bowl, the, the actual Cotton Bowl, not the Cotton Bowl that's in Jerry World, the Cotton Bowl Cotton Bowl, <laughs> featuring Illinois and Louisiana Tech. This is the 1 p.m. Eastern game. Illinois, La Tech, down south in, D- in D-Town. Can Louisiana right. Tech salvage the Conference USA as we see the Big Ten get their first bowl game of the year? I think so. The Illinois team, I still don't know how they got to a bowl game. They really weren't good at all this year, and they're pretty bad defensively. So Skip Holtz's uh, uh, Bulldogs team should get to win in lovely Fair Park. And I know you. there is no place you would rather spend your post-Christmas day than in Fair Park in Dallas. I might actually go to that game if I'm around. Do it, yes. We love the if, 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 if vacation time is cut a little short, I might pop over to – Cotton Bowl to watch Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. A lot of Louisiana Tech fans will definitely Zaxby's. be there. So they'll, they'll, they could probably win. Great food at Zaxby's. So far, we've seen two chicken companies sponsor bowl games. <laughs> as we keep, as we take a look at the uh, the, the, 1-800, the 100 Flowers Bowl Tracker, we've had now we've had games in Dallas, Bahamas, California, Florida, with sponsors like Popeyes and Zaxby's, Raycom Media, and Famous Idaho Potatoes. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, 4.30 Eastern, Detroit, Michigan, Ford Field, Quick Lane Bowl. Quick Lane Bowl, Rutgers, and North Carolina. Now, back in the day, a couple of years ago, this would have been a very perennial matchup when Rutgers was good when they had Ray Rice, and when they had the, when they had the chopping wood defense at North Carolina before Butch Davis was caught cheating. Now they're in the Quick Lane Bowl. And Rutgers' first year in the Big Ten was a disaster. Does their season get worse with losing this bowl game? Well, I think their season was actually a surprise. I thought they were going to be terrible this year. I was kind of surprised that they got to a bowl game in what could be, we, we could consider as NASCAR fans, the Ryan Blaney ball as the new driver of the quick lane number 21 for the Woods. But I like North Carolina here. I think that, yeah, their defense is, a, is tr- truly terrible. But Rutgers' offense isn't good at all. And Gary Nova is far from uh, a, a, a respectable quarterback or a somebody you can put faith in. So I like the heels here in a, in a fourth field. That's Friday, December 26, 4.30. Night game, Boxing Day, February uh, December 26th. Bitcoin St. Petersburg Bowl. Love how Bitcoin can actually get money to sponsor a bowl game. That's probably as funny as Dogecoin sponsoring Josh Wise at Talladega. 
And you know, and uh, you mentioned that I was, I was, I'm going to make a mention. I'm making a mention of that when I finish my bowl game prediction because we love Stone Cold. We love Joshua. White. We love, we love the, we love the internet generation getting a say in college football. Bitcoin will sponsor the St. Petersburg Bowl at Tropicana Field, the ones home to the NCAA Final Four and to the NCAA realize we will never go back to this arena again. North Carolina State, Central Florida. Joe Lee, not the bowl game. I don't think he had in mind, considering what they did last year with Blake Bortles beating the snot out of Baylor. As amazing mm-hmm. what a difference a year makes and a quarterback makes. Does UCF have enough? North Carolina State, as as many of the common fans would know, took Florida State down to the wire again. ACC in their <laughs> second bowl game. Can North Carolina State salvage the Atlantic Coast Conference? Uh, I uh, they could, but I like UCF here. I just think that their defense is very good, and they're on a good uh, four game winning streak. So, and I'm not that high on the Wolfpack. So, I like UCF here. And what should basically be a home game, just on uh, I four for them. <laughs> Interesting. Stad O'Leary has won three straight bowl games. And apparently have covered the spread in each of them. How UCF goes unnoticed, I don't know. But we love Joe Leary because he proved you can lie on a resume and still get a job somewhere else. So with that logic, Central Florida will take this St. Petersburg Bowl. Now I move to a the first Saturday after Christmas, December 27th. 1 p.m. Eastern, the Military Bowl. And no, Maryland is not in this game. It's even better. Cincy and Virginia Tech at uh, Navy Marine Corps Stadium. Many are saying this could potentially be Frank Beamer's last bowl game or last football game. Does they, they send him, if if so if he retires does Virginia Tech send him out in style? I don't think so. I like Cincinnati big here. I think their offense should pay, uh, should be able to get past uh, Bud Foster's defense. And you know what's interesting about Virginia Virginia Tech. Not a good team at all this year, but they somehow were able – they have their best win of beating Ohio State by two scores in Columbus, and then they lost in overtime 6-3 to three to Wake Forest at the end of the year. And they just barely slid into a bowl game by beating a mediocre Virginia team. So this Virginia Tech team really isn't good at all. So I like, I like the Bearcats. I watched a bit of that Wake Forest-Virginia Tech team, probably the worst – football game I've ever seen in my 22 years of existence. Absolutely. And yet they're in a bowl game, much like Fresno State. <laughs> Except they're in the military bowl, so if you're in the D.C. area, I'd pop over and see that. Yeah. If you can if you can get to uh, Annapolis, that's at 1 p.m. on ESPN. 2 p.m., immediately after, the Sun Bowl returns. Arizona State-Duke, a Duke team that wanted to get back to the ACC title game. And yet they didn't. Interesting enough, the last time Duke was in a bowl game, they lost to Johnny Football. Instead, they get mm-hmm. to play an Arizona State team that runs wild all over the field. And they're probably mad that they weren't in the uh, Pac-12 championship game to get a shot at Oregon because they lost to Rich Rod in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Pac-12 in their second bowl game. Do we expect 50 from Arizona State, or does Duke have a solid defense to slow down the Sun Devils? You know, I think even though Arizona State is prone for just having mental lapses and losing inexplicable games, but they are much better than uh, than Duke is. And the lone CBS contest uh, will get a little Vern, and, Vern Gary, and uh, Allie LaForest. So that's probably the most enjoyable thing about this game. But Arizona State should win 
should win and could even win convincingly. And that game is 2 p.m. Eastern, CBS. So far, every single game has been on ESPN except Utah, Colorado State. So don't touch that dial just yet. And then then this is the day of three networks. You can go from ESPN, CBS, and then to ABC. 3.30 Eastern for the Duck Commander Independence Bowl. My good friends of Duck Dynasty are sponsoring a bowl game now in Shreveport, Louisiana. The U against South Carolina, where we have... It's not it's not Catholics versus convicts, but it is the it is the Canes versus the old ball coach. And many are saying this could be his last game because he's just fed up and wants to uh wants to go play golf or go to the beach somewhere. South Carolina Flo's pick to run the tables and do well this year. Now we're playing the U yeah. and the Duck Commander Bowl. Can can the Gamecocks salvage saving grace for Flo? Do they think they can beat Miami? Uh, you know, they can. I do like Miami here because even though Miami's lost three games in a row, but terrible of late. But this is really a game both teams have been disappointing this year. I think they'd rather be somewhere else. And that brings me up to a story I forgot to mention last week, uh, that Tim Brando got, what, had a great beef with uh, Paul Feinbaum because they took shots at Treeport apparently on the Feinbaum show, and Brando went totally bonkers on Twitter about it. Because, of course, Tim Brando, Shreveport native, Chateau Brando, is in uh, the beautiful city of Shreveport. So, yeah, don't trash Shreveport or Tim Brando will hunt you down. I'm surprised he didn't rip him on his own radio, on uh, on Feinbaum's radio show. He, he should have called, he know know. called back in. Yeah, he didn't call in. Or he wasn't on the show, and he, but he wanted to call in, but apparently Feinbaum wouldn't let him. Oh jeez, we love Tim Brando. I'm sorry. I wish he was doing this game. So I'm looking at. I love how Fox has zero presence. Yeah. I love it because now at the college football playoff, they lost the Cotton Bowl. So mm-hmm. I bet Pat Summerall is rolling around in his grave because yeah. of the Mothership Dynasty. This should be. This is an interesting bowl game. Of course, we could take a look at the Ford gift tracker. And if this matchup were a holiday gift, it would be a whoopee cushion because the joke's on everyone who goes to Streetport to see two six and six teams play. So, yowzes. I'd love to see South Carolina win just because of the post-game interview, what Steve Spurrier will say. I don't think Miami wants to be there. I don't think South Carolina wants to be there. I expect a fight, pre- or post-game. Moving on, Saturday, December 27th, 4.30 Eastern. New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Yankee Stadium, once again, hosts a non-baseball event this year. Boston College and Penn State. Penn State back in a bowl game. Are we surprised to see that? No, uh, I thought they would have been much better this year, but their offensive line has been a complete fiasco. Christian Hackenberg is terrible this year. The offense has just been bad. But the thing is, this is going to be a game that's going to be like a 9-7-10-6 final. Because Boston College loves to run the ball. But the reason why I like Penn State, I know a lot of people are going with Boston College, but the reason why I like Penn State is that Penn State is among, or may even be the best team in the country, stopping the run. And Boston College are so focused on getting the, the run game going that I feel that if Penn State can get, can slow them down just enough, that they will get to win. Both teams uh, should have their fan bases represented pretty well in the Bronx. 
And this could even be have been a game that I could end up going to. You never know. Always a good time, Christmas time in uh, in New York at at, at Banky Stadium, four thirty Eastern on ESPN Pinstripe Bowl, Boston College, Penn State. We have reached halfway in our bowl selection. Want to remind you, you are still listening to Fanatic Radio presents the College Football Bowl Extravaganza, Bowl Bonanza. And if you missed the first half, you can go back and listen to this episode of the podcast on iTunes and bflow360.com to listen to us break down interesting matchups like the Miami Beach Bowl and the Popeyes Bahamas Bowl. So we have led everyone up to Saturday, December 27th for the night game of the Holiday Bowl. A very good bowl game that has had great stars and great teams in the past. Two storied, two storied programs in this year's National University Holiday Bowl, not the rivals of American University, as someone told me. I wanted to slap them in the face, because how dare they say our rivals are an internet school. <laughs> which they which they should. For that, we we're, we're gonna eventually we're gonna launch beef with National University to start the I'm rivalry. Because I bet nobody at our school would know any other wiser. That's right. That being said, this bowl game. If you went in a time machine and took the matchup of these two teams, and I'll get to these teams in a minute, took the matchup in the '80s or early '90s, this could potentially be a like a Rose Bowl type game. Instead, the Holiday Bowl and Qualcomm Stadium has Nebraska and USC. That Nebraska has Novo Pelini and USC can't buy a win. Tongue-in-cheek, can't buy a win. Florida, the Huskers start off the new year better because they have at least somewhat of an offense. Or does Cody Kessler put it together for the Trojans? I think uh, I think the latter. I think USC is going to win this one. I think they're better on both sides of the ball. Nebraska's pass defense is rated well, but I mean the Big Ten has very, very few good quarterbacks, and certainly not not one like as good as Cody Kessler has been. USC's got a good defense as well. I like USC to win this, and one is just about a home game. You know, San Diego. Short drive. Well, actually, it's not as short of a drive because the four or five is famous for traffic. Of course, but uh, yeah, I like the Trojans here. We like Carmageddon. That's right. All right, so uh, so no snow games on Sunday is NFL rules supreme. So Monday, December 29th, 2 p.m. Eastern, an old Big Ten, actually no, not Big Ten. I was going to say not even Big 12, because West Virginia never was in the Big 12. AutoZone Liberty Bowl in Memphis, AM and West Virginia, a West Virginia team that be a Baylor team that plays a very similar offense to what Texas A&M does. I mm-hmm. am, am I correct in saying there'll be no Kenny Trill in this game? Yeah, I don't think so. And there may not be Clint Trickett for West Virginia, which is in the Big 12. Uh, I mean, it's a very odd fit in the Big 12. But there's going to be a lot of offense, a lot of points in this ball game. But I actually like West Virginia here. I think that Texas A&M couldn't stop anybody uh, defensively, and I think that Dana Holgerson's going to uh, design some schemes, get get his players out in open space, and get the win for the Mountaineers. All right. 5.30 Eastern ESPN, December 29th. Russell Athletic Bowl, Clemson, Clemson and Oklahoma. In the Florida Citrus Bowl, now this is an interesting game. Oklahoma was once high as fourth in the country. Now they're playing in the Athletic Bowl against 
the Tigers, Dabo Sweeney and company. Does o, does OU win it for Stoops and with Trevor Knight back? Uh, it's possible, but I actually like Clemson here, even without uh, Deshaun Watson and, and also without Chad Morris, as we mentioned earlier. But I was still so disappointed in how Oklahoma State or Oklahoma fell apart in Bedlam to Oklahoma State, which allowed Oklahoma State to get to a bowl game. So I like I like Clemson here and Orlando to get the win. I think Oklahoma. I think if all depends on Clemson's defense, if they can't stop P Ryan, then they will not win. Oklahoma has had some bad losses this year in games that they probably should have won, and Clemson was a team that earlier took Florida State to overtime. But as Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friends. Oklahoma could win this one. Because uh, Bob Stoops always gets their team up for bowl games. We saw that last year. Moving on, we have Avocare Texas Bowl. The uh, Monday, December 29th, 9 p.m. Eastern, ESPN in Houston. Arkansas, Texas, an old Southwest Conference game played in NRG Stadium. Charlie Strong managed to get his Texas team to a bowl game. So now that the fact that they're so excited to get to a bowl game, they face a very good Arkansas team. Is this game closer than the experts think, or could Arkansas, Arkansas actually have offense to beat Texas? Uh, I think it's going to be the last. I think it's going to be a good game because these teams are similar. They're defensively focused and they're they're very run oriented as well. I think Arkansas though has played better of late. Once they finally got those SEC wins, they were looking pretty sharp. And Texas looked terrible uh, when we last saw them. So I I like Arkansas to win, even though it could be a home crowd. But Arkansas will they'll travel. Those fans are the Hodge. They'll travel to Houston, H Town. I'm gonna pick Arkansas because the last time I picked Texas, it was a laughing stock and the worst decision I've ever made on this show. Uh, I said Texas could beat TCU, which I ate my humble pie with whipped cream, of course, on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> But I think Arkansas's run game is too much for Texas because they've looked just bad. Swoops, you know, it, it loses the ball when he touches it, which I, I don't think is possible. But shout out to Arkansas that they have just completely turned their season around in three games and made a bowl game. Because this could see where Arkansas would stack up against any other the – the old debate of how a lot of the SEC fans are saying that, oh, Arkansas, Arkansas – Plays in such a tough division in the SEC, they could win the entire Big 12. It's like, well, let's find out. Let's see if they can actually beat a team from the Big 12. And that is on Monday, December 29th. December 30th, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, another day game in the middle of the working week. The Music City Bowl featuring Notre Dame and LSU. Never in a million years I picked less miles to play at LT Field against Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame, after losing to Florida State, tanked. And they just went swirling downhill. Is this another win for the SEC? Uh, yeah, I think actually uh, I'm I'm pretty – I feel pretty confident in LSU. Notre Dame has just been atrocious down the stretch. They've lost a handful in a row. Their defense has really struggled. And Everett Golson – has had a terrible job, done a terrible job of holding on to the football. So while LSU, this is uh, not as good of an LSU team as we've seen in years past, but they're going to control the uh, control the ground game. 
and their defense will force uh, Everett Colton into more turnovers, and they'll get the win. This is where SEC will will strive. This, once again, another bowl game where teams don't want to be there. We mentioned earlier Duck Commander Independence Bowl, Miami, South Carolina. No one wants to be there. No one wants to be at this game either. So it's all of a team of who is more angry. And LSU is, I think, too good of a defense against Notre Dame. Very sad. Notre Dame was as high as, what, fifth in the country, and now they're playing... They're not even playing New Year's Eve. They're not even on a holiday. They're on a Tuesday. They're on a, they're on a working week unless your company gets to see the day off. Which I, in case, watch that game. And you can also watch that game. You can also watch that game later in the night, 6:30 p.m. Eastern, on ESPN, the Belk Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina, the first ranked on ranked matchup of the Bulls, Georgia and Louisville. Louisville is a very good football team. I have no idea. I guess they are. They obviously made a bowl game, so everyone's a good football team. <laughs> Georgia, not a, questionable, maybe not a good football team. This is, uh, I guess, not a home game for anyone because it's sort of in the middle of these two teams. Barn burner or an old-fashioned uh, in the trenches in the Belk Bowl? I think it's going to be old-fashioned in the trenches. And a lot of people are going with Georgia, but I like Louisville in the upset here. Their defense is pretty underrated. Very good. One of the better ones. If not the best one in the ACC. And I think to hold Nick Chubb in check, and I think the Georgia offense will not be as prolific as they've been of late. And they didn't look all that great against Georgia Tech in the clean, old-fashioned hate showdown a couple weeks ago. So I like uh, I like the Cardinals here and our good old friend Bob Petrino. It's amazing what he did when he, as soon as he got back to the school he was once at. Now we go to... The 10 p.m. Eastern game. This game will go into the wee hours of the night. Levi Stadium. Great great field, by the way, uh, for the Foster Farms Bowl <laughs> featuring Stanford and everyone's East Coast favorite, Maryland. Stanford, now Stanford had a struggling year. They're, they're, I wouldn't say they're, they're not bad, but they did lose a lot of games that they should have won. Is is Maryland going into a buzzsaw when they go just thousands of miles across the country? I think so, and though and this is basically going to be a home game for Stanford. They're just they're playing a little down the road. They're playing in the Bay Area in Santa Clara, and they've been playing very well of late. They they look very good against UCLA. And hey, the f- go on. Yeah, and they're and <laughs> their defense has been tremendous this year. So I, I think while Maryland is, has been a solid road team, I think that them having to go all the way across the country from College Park to, uh, to Santa Clara, I think Stanford wins that one easily. Yeah, so uh, if, if, you're t- if you're keeping track of all these bowl games uh, so far, and if you looked at uh, Pat Ford's web, uh, pick for all the bowl games, Big Ten does not have a win, <laughs> which is hilarious. Meanwhile, Pac-12 is 4-0. Stanford wins. Maryland couldn't get anything going. And we love that. We just want to give a shout-out to Randy Etzel and the great Don Marcus, who I wonder if he is going to this game or if UMD (laughs) basketball is still a bigger obligation. But that is 10 p.m. Eastern. That game could end at, like, the stroke of midnight, 1 a.m., considering the late start for that. So to recap, the December 30 games, good games, Music City Bowl, 3 p.m., Notre Dame-LSU, 
Belk Bowl between Georgia and Louisville, 6.30, and the Foster Farms Bowl in Santa Clara, 10 p.m. Eastern, Maryland-Stanford. So now we get to our New Year's Eve Bowl games. And this is where ESPN rolls out the bandwagon of the New Year's Six as we get to see the first of the playoff committee bowls, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, now a big-time bowl game instead of just the uh, second banana bowl of Ole Miss TCU. Ole Miss is a team that, again, controlled their own destiny, lost a few games. Beat The highlight of their season has been they beat Alabama, which jokes on them because Alabama is in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Now we look at Bo Wallace. Could be his final game ever against a TCU team that's already looking forward to next year. But is that, is yeah. that enough? Ole Miss is a great defense. TCU has a great offense. Who is going to move at the line of scrimmage? I think it will be the Horned Frogs, or they're writing the blog, the Fighting Bob Sheepers. Uh yeah. I think TCU, all in all, is a better team. Yes, Ole Miss has got the good, uh, the good defensive unit. But they didn't look that good against Mississippi State, and it was terrible the week before at Arkansas. Uh, so I like I like TCU. I think they're going to win it, and I think oh, they're going to win it going away in Atlanta. Because this could be a big home game for Ole Miss. I don't know why, but it, it, that's where you see the uh, the SEC bandwagon come in full strength. And last time Ole Miss played in this stadium, they beat Boise State, who is in a New Year's Six Bowl game. How about that? How about full circle? Hands hands for the full circle, the bandwagon to come around. I think I'm picking Ole Miss to win this because Bo Wallace has been bad, but he's not in the SEC now. He's playing as a TCU defense that's been pretty shady. We saw what Baylor did. We saw, I would say, what Texas did, but they didn't do anything with it. And then we saw what West Virginia did. We saw all these teams back up big points against TCU. And Ole Miss has a substantial run game that they never use, which I don't know why. Hugh Freeze, a very good coach. This is a battle of the coaches, which I cannot wait, which are 12.30 p.m. Eastern on New Year's Eve. Georgia Dome, Ole Miss TCU. I'm picking Das Rebels because they pack, that, they pack the dome well, and TCU has yet to play in a dome. So this will be a very interesting environment for the uh, the, horn, the horny toads, as the, uh, some of the other old school fans say. <laughs> and then later that day, 4 p.m. Eastern, at the University of Phoenix Stadium, another American University rival, the Vizio Fiesta Bowl, where we see the at-large <laughs> Boise State take on the hometown team, Arizona, Wildcats, Rich Rod, big points. This game could be like 60-50. to 50. Over, yeah. over, under, combined, like 100 points for these two teams. Uh, I'm gonna go with the slight under on that one. I think they're gonna. I think both teams will be probably in the 40s. But I like Arizona here. It, even though Boise State does travel well, it's is gonna be a home game for uh, Arizona, just up the road from Tucson. I love their offense. Yeah, the defense is a mess, but Boise State's defense isn't that great. And but yeah, I like the Wildcats here. I think Rich Rod's done a great job this year with his club, and I hope they get the win. I could see them win big. Boise State is ranked, but they're ranked twentieth. So you look at the teams that are in different bowl games that are ranked higher: Arizona State and Clemson. And you look at 
poor Boise State. They're, they got in because they're the highest non-Power 5 conference. So that just shows what an oligarchy the NCAA is and Division One football is. Arizona's offense is going to rip through them like tissue paper. Because then the problem is Arizona at least has a experienced defense to counter Boise State. This isn't the Boise State of yesteryears where Chris Peterson's going to draw up some hook and ladder play. And they're not playing against an Adrian Peterson, Oklahoma. But Arizona, not too shabby of a team. It seems like that loss against Oregon is, is everyone is counting them out or at least giving Boise State a shadow of a chance. That is probably going to be the most interesting of the uh, New Year's Six Bowl games. I take that back because I think the Peach Bowl will be a very close game. This is the one, though, where an, under, an underdog, I guess, could come, could emerge because Arizona does have a high-powered offense, but so does Boise State. And they did win their bowl game. Uh, they did win their conference championship. And we want to give a shout out to the Mountain West for getting a New Year's Six Bowl game. Wednesday, 8 p.m., Sun Life Stadium, not the Orange Bowl, is the Orange Bowl. Mississippi State and Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech got into this bowl game because they were runners-up in the ACC. They lost to a team in the playoff, Florida State, with the great option. Almost worked. They almost actually were ACC champions. They go up against Miami or Mississippi Vice, Dak Prescott, Dan Mullins. Mississippi State too strong for Georgia Tech, or will the option offense stump them a little? Uh, I think it's going to be Hale State wins it here. I think that they've got the defensive guys on that side of the ball to uh, shut down the vaunted rambling wreck option attack. So I like uh, Mississippi State. Their defense is too good. This is, once again, a great example of how good, just how good the SEC is. We mentioned it earlier in the Music City Bowl. LSU's defense too big for Notre Dame. Or Ole Miss's defense on TCU. Even Georgia-Louisville. This is where we see just how good the SEC is. And Mississippi State, once again, just like Ole Miss, played against very hard competition. Now when they sort of scale it down against Georgia Tech, a good Georgia Tech team. I'm not having to go. We're not knocking them. But too strong of a team, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, that, and that's going to be great to see just how good Mississippi's defensive line is. Because we, we guarantee Georgia Tech will not pass. But the teams Mississippi State has played that run, that run and have a good offensive line were Alabama, they, which is a pretty good team. Arkansas, which is made a bowl game. So obviously they're a good team. And they, those are teams that just ran the football. So Mississippi State does win. I'm not going to say big, by, but at least double digits. And then after your wild, crazy New Year's Eve parties to ring in 2015, the Outback Bowl, always a great bowl game with good teams. Noon Eastern, January 1st, ESPN 2, Raymond James Stadium, Auburn, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, new coach on the horizon. And this is a chance for Melvin Gordon to leave his collegiate legacy in style? Does he rack up huge yards against the Auburn team? Uh, I think they can, but I like Auburn here. You know, it's, it's tough to have much confidence in Wisconsin after they just got completely massacred <laughs> by Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. And not only that, their coach left for Oregon State. So the Barry Alvarez is going to come down to coach again. But uh, I like I like Auburn here. I like Auburn here. Uh, all, I don't know about convincingly, but they it will be a solid win for them. We get to see how it, because we get to see uh, 
the great Dicka impersonator in full force in Florida, another Florida bowl game. That is, I think, the sixth or seventh different Florida bowl game. So we know where the, uh, the NCAA's priorities are at. I did not. I mean, Wisconsin looked so bad against Ohio State. I can only imagine what they're going to do against Auburn. Because Auburn is not a bad team. They hung tough with Alabama in the Iron Bowl, which is, which is, I guess, a good staple to show how good your season is. The great Gus Malzahn is uh, back again. Nick Marshall can come out with a good read option attack and just demolish a poor Wisconsin team that is already feeling dejected. That, as you mentioned, Florida coach is leaving for Oregon State. And the Pac-12 is on the rise in football. Not even close. I'd say not even close. But stranger things have happened. So then there's noon and then 12:30. So if you want to stagnate games, tune to ESPN and ESPN2. 12:30 Eastern, New Year's Day, Cotton Bowl. Sponsored by Goodyear this year. No AT&T because mm-hmm. they already sponsored the stadium. So why bother? This is where we get to see. Another interesting matchup that many are favoring until you look at the numbers. Michigan State and Baylor. Now, Michigan State, their only two losses this year were against The Ohio State, which they blew it in the second half, and against Oregon. And ironically, uh, that that alone made them deserving to get into the to get into the Cotton Bowl. If it's a Baylor team though that is filled with so much anger and rage that they're going to just let it all out on this poor Michigan State defense. Ah, but Flo, is Michigan State as a good team and more than meets the eye to beat the Bears? Uh, I, I think they can, but I like Baylor here. For me, the question is, will Baylor get up for this game after they felt that they were screwed out of the, uh, the college level playoff? You're going to have a similar question for TCU and the like. But I like Baylor. We saw what Ohio State did to Michigan State offensively in, in, uh, in East Lansing when their spread offense completely manhandled the, the what is a pretty good uh, sporty defense, but I think Baylor will do the same. Bryce Petty and the like, Art Browse, which, hey, if team, NFL teams are at, uh, at going after this could be his last game as a college head coach for a while. So I like Baylor to win here. This is a, this is like a mind and heart game because my mind says that Baylor is going to win this. They have a home crowd, and I cannot emphasize that enough. That stadium will be have so much green. You'll see it in Jerry Jones's eyes. Baylor's team, they will pack that that entire the entire city of Waco will be in that stadium, which is good. It means I can go out on my New Year's Day and do some quality post Christmas shopping. There's no there you be go. Out Everyone will be at this game for the for Baylor fans, and then also Michigan State fans have green. So my mind says that Baylor is going to win this because their offense is too much for Michigan State defense. Because again, when Michigan State played a team like Baylor, it was up in Austin, Oregon, or in Eugene, Oregon, and Oregon was a team that scored like thirty points in two minutes against poor Michigan State. But my heart, but my mind says Baylor, but my heart wants Michigan State to win. Just because it'll be just because that would make my New Year's great to have both TCU and Baylor lose, because that will get all the haters of the playoff to shut up and and prove that that you that this team you could have you know just stopped your crying of not making the playoff and go out and win your bowl game, but you didn't. You stunk it up. So mm. it's a flip flop. I say I say Michigan State could win 
but the home crowd is way too much and overwhelming. When that stadium gets loud, the last time that's the last time I've been in a stadium with with so much green and a loud atmosphere was when Mexico was playing Costa Rica in the 2013 Gold Cup. Flash throwback Thursday for Mike Gardner on that one. <laughs> so that that'll be a very interesting game. 12:30 Eastern Cotton Bowl. And then we go to a great bowl game sponsored by an amazing sponsor. 1 p.m. January 1st on ABC, Buffalo Wild Wings Citrus Bowl. Because nothing goes hand-in-hand hand than wings and citrus. Minnesota and Mizzou. <laughs> Minnesota team yeah. is surprisingly still ranked after all this oh, against gosh. a Missouri team that is licking their wounds after the Alabama defeat. Does Mizzou have enough in the tank to finish out this season? They're in Florida, by the way. Uh, I, I like uh, Missouri here. I think Missouri, over the course of the year, their offense finally found some consistently. They ran the ball well, the hands were on the like, and their defense is very good. Minnesota, the selection committee loved them, but let's be honest, Minnesota got a good running game. Uh, they got their assistant coach that loves the Dumbo Pops in the snow or whatever that guy is. That guy is an American hero. But I like Missouri uh, to win here in lovely Orlando. He wins our Fanatic Radio Hero of the Day and could be up for nomination of Hero of the Week tomorrow. I like to see Mizzou win. I'm sure they'll win. They usually do well when they go down to Florida. As we mentioned, they beat the Gators last time they were in Florida. So Mizzou wins it. Now, the next two games, you have to wait till tomorrow's episode to get our breakdown aficionados of this Rose Bowl and Allstate Sugar Bowl. Because the Rose Bowl is at 4.30 Eastern and the Sugar Bowl is at 8.30 Eastern. So those are the playoff games. Spoiler alert. So tune in tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Friday to listen to Flo and I break down the college football playoff for the championship game Monday, January 12th. So now we go to the Friday after, which is when Flo and I will be back on the air after our lovely holiday break. Lockheed Martin Ooh. Armed Force Bowl with two teams that are not armed forces up in Fort Worth, noon Eastern, ESPN, Houston, and Pittsburgh. Not enough can be said about this game, as literally I can't yeah. think of anything to be said about this game. Yeah, the only thing you can really say, both teams will be with interim coaches after Houston Fire, Tony Levine, and Pittsburgh's Paul Chris is going to Wisconsin. James Conner is going to lead the way for Pitt, uh, one of the best backs in the country, and Pitt gets uh, gets a dirt, an ugly win. And Houston. All right, 320 Eastern. Iowa-Tennessee in the Tech Slayer Bowl in Jacksonville. Tennessee can actually win a game on national television? Uh, I think so, actually. Iowa, you know, it's the same old, same old with Iowa. I'm not that impressed with them. Tennessee hasn't been that great this year, but they are young and they got some talent. Bush Jones is a good coach, and they fought through the SEC to get to a bowl game, which I give them credit for. Give me the balls. 6.45 Eastern, Alamo Dome, K-State, UCLA. Two good quarterbacks, two good coaches squaring off it. I, I have K-State winning this game because I think Bill Snyder can out-coach Jim Mora. I, I I think that's a legitimate reason, but I think UCLA is a little better of a club, and I think after the disappointing loss to Stanford, I think they'll forget the win here. All right, 10.15 Eastern, another bedtime story for you. Back in Sun Devils <laughs> Stadium, the Ticket City Cactus Bowl, 
Washington against Okie State. Spread offense too much for a Washington team that nobody knows anything about? Uh, no, I disagree. I think this Washington team, uh, they take care of the football, and uh, Oklahoma State is atrocious at state hand, handling the football and the defense beyond the Oklahoma stunner. It's just been atrocious this year. So I like with uh, Washington with ease. The Washington team that gave Stanford so much frustration, as we mentioned, Stanford played in the Foster Farms Bowl. In a similar, <laughs> so, so you know it's legit. And Washington plays in Sun Devil Stadium, which is a stadium that they could normally play in conference play. They're more familiar than Oklahoma State. I feel like I will switch my pick and put uh, Washington winning in the Cactus Bowl. I can love to see what the trophy looks like for that game. That's Friday at 10.15 Eastern. Saturday, January 3rd, uh, so, re- so recap that because I know that was all hectic. But Friday's bull, Friday, January second, not this Friday, but two, the, a couple of weeks from now, a couple of days from now, January second, bowl games, noon Eastern, Armed Force Bowl, Houston Pitt, three twenty Eastern, Taxlayer Bowl, Iowa, Tennessee, six forty five Eastern, Valero Alamo Bowl, K State, UCLA, good game. You don't want to miss that. And 10:15 Eastern, Washington, Oklahoma State, Cactus Bowl, Cacti mm. Bowl, Margaritas all around, courtesy of Ticket City. And now we go to January 3rd and 4th with two bowl games. We full circle back to the Southeast in Alabama for the Birmingham Bowl, another great name for a bowl game. Featuring East Carolina and the Florida Gators, with featuring your boy Will Muschamp. Does he go? Does he leave? Go off into the sunset of Birmingham, Alabama, at Legion Field, which is probably the equivalent to a big high school stadium in front of the national spotlight. Or does East Carolina pull up the upset? Uh, yeah, I like East Carolina here. I mean, this Florida team's really just been awful all season long. And after the Will Muschamp firing, now they're in the transition zone to Will uh, Jim McElwain. So I actually like the Pirates here, fully upset. That would be hilarious. That just shows that game. This game is determining what, what, Florida, what Florida it looks like for the next like five years. If they lose to East Carolina in a bowl game, that is tail between their legs, embarrassing. Of course, no, no, no knock to East Carolina, but yes, a knock to East Carolina. Because I think they, I think they, because they beat SMU. Ah, and SMU went one and eleven. So <laughs> Sunday, January fourth, obviously before the national championship game. This is the last bowl game, the GoDaddy Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, Lad Peebles Stadium. Oh my goodness, Toledo, Arkansas State. They will have sole possession of Sunday. Isn't that when the NFL playoffs? Ha- or isn't that when like the, the NFL has the break? Before the playoffs? Uh, well, it, it, it's going to be the night. It's a Sunday night game, but usually that first weekend, actually, uh, really at all in the playoffs, do they play a Sunday night game? So that's going to be like after the wild card games in uh, lovely Mobile. Does Arkansas State salvage a win, or does Toledo gut it out and win it? Just win it, win it for the Gold Coast, win it for the small conferences, and end our college and end the college football misery of the 38 bowl games. 
Yeah, no, I like Toledo here. You know, similar to Louisiana Lafayette and New Orleans Bowl, Arkansas State's playing in their fourth straight GoDaddy Bowl. They've won it uh, twice in a row. But I like the Rockets here. I think their offense is just a little better. That's 9 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, January 4th. And that is our bowl conclusion. Amazingly, we did not complete it in an hour. So if you're, so you can, you're, if you're listening to this now, you're listening to the podcast exclusively on iTunes and Flow 360. Flo and I break down almost all the bowl games because you can tune in tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. Same time right back here. And listen to us break down the college football playoff of the Rose Bowl and the All-State Sugar Bowl. Uh, happy, sort of a sad shout-out to the uh, the bowl games in Canada. <laughs> Wasn't it like the, Tor- was it like the Toronto Bowl? Yeah, the International Bowl in Toronto. How about that? That is sad. So out of all the bowl games, Flo, which one is now time to give out the award for the most, the great... The the best key other than the other than the college football playoffs the best key matchup the most underrated matchup and the worst bowl game who is who is your best key matchup I think the best uh, in in terms of the best bowl game there are a bunch of really good contests uh, including these uh, the college football playoff games which I think gave us some pretty uh, interesting matchups. But I think the game, of all of them, I'm interested in. I like the Ole Miss TCU game, but I'm interested in this Baylor-Michigan State team, uh, this Michigan State game in the Cotton Bowl. So, you know, it'll basically be a home game for Baylor. But I'm I'm still interested in, as I talked about, how are they going to respond after they felt they were snubbed? Of course, Art Browse is very fired up about it. The whole lack of the one true champions in the, the Big 12, and it's definitely a contracting style. And a Michigan State team, we haven't heard anything really about since that Ohio State loss. So I think of all the games, and or at least in the New Year's Six, I think that's a pretty uh, sexy and intriguing matchup. I like the Valero Alamo Bowl, K-State UCLA. Those are two mm. teams, again, as we mentioned earlier in the show, of teams that controlled their own destiny and lost, and lost games down the stretch. K-State couldn't deliver against TCU and Baylor. And the UCLA Bruins fell by the wayside against teams like Stanford. I think Arizona State, maybe. And then, you know, just so many losses. That, and they had, you know, Brett Hudley, potential Heisman winner way back in the season. That January 2nd bowl game is going to be very exciting because that's where all the after all the excitement of the New Year's Day games, Friday game, Late Friday or mid late Friday game features two ranked teams, and that's the last time you'll see ranked teams until the national championship game. So that's a very uh, interesting matchup. What is what was the second thing I said? Oh, the most underrated matchup. Uh, wow, I think that uh, you know a tough question. I, I think uh, because of the Boca Raton Bowl, but this Marshall-Northern Illinois game is a fan. I think a tremendous matchup, and I think of all the games, this is going to be one of the best non-college football playoffs, one of the best non, uh, uh, non-New uh, Year's games in Boca Raton, which we, we still love that. 
But, yeah, there's Marshall, because Marshall, a lot of people were talking about him, potentially sneaking into the group of five. They lost in that shootout to Western Kentucky. And there's Northern Illinois Club. It's very good. They look very impressive in winning the MAC this year. They dominated Bowling Green in the, uh, the championship game. So I think that contest is going to be a real good one. Underrated matchup for me. I have no idea. <laughs> I, my, my, I looked at I looked at my original plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the San Diego point settable because that features West Coast against option offense, which is also which also is kind of like what the Orange Bowl could be. But an underrated that's an underrated matchup. Navy gets wins the hard way. San Diego State people rarely see them on television. Because the uh, great CBS Sports, CBS College Sports, CBS Sports Network covers the Mountain West a lot. Yeah. And now, but, but, but as you mentioned, for a lot of naval presence, so it, it would be like a packed house Qualcomm and be like, like the old, old days of the Super Bowl. That is probably a good underrated matchup. Another one is sort of old school style football, Arkansas, Texas. While I do think Texas will probably lose, it's just a matter of mm-hmm. how much. But then again, this game is in Houston, and Houston mm-hmm. is only like an hour and a half away from Austin. So there'll be a lot of burnt orange there and a lot of red. And, of course, whoever is calling that game on ESPN, they'll be regurgitating so much Southwest Conference, it'll make my ears bleed. But that is, those are my underrated matchups. And what is the most ridiculous bowl that you are looking forward to and not looking forward to? Uh, I think that, I mean, it's. It, I don't think it's the worst bowl. I think the Independence Bowl is that, that Miami-South Carolina game just looks atrocious. <laughs> but I think the Bahamas Bowl by far is the most ridiculous thing. A, they're in the Bahamas. As I mentioned, the broadcast crew, Blue Holt and Mark May, poor Steve Lee, sponsored by Popeyes. We love Popeyes. You know, there's no Popeyes in the Bahamas. I mean, it's Central Michigan and Western Kentucky. It's not a match. And not to mention that, it's uh, a Wednesday game at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. So it, uh, on Christmas Eve, nonetheless. So I'll be probably watching that before heading off to church at some point. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's, that, that I think has to take the cake. Uh, uh, even though I think it's going to be an interesting game, but, I mean, the whole Bahamas thing is just so ridiculous. I'm because because I won't say the same one as you, because I think that's that, that's the new international bowl. Popeye's Mama's Bowl. You heard it here first. Um, an underrated, ridiculous bowl game is it is the Duck Commander Independence Bowl. Great sponsor sponsoring it. Two great teams, but they're both six and six. As I mentioned, December twenty seventh, you will you will probably see fights or just a lot of flags, just because those teams don't want to be there. Another ridiculous bowl, in terms of the teams in it, is probably the Music City Bowl, Notre Dame, LSU. Let alone would we think that Les Miles and LSU would ever accept a bid for a bowl game like this. But then again, because the SEC was so like back and forth, and LSU is a, is a product of a division that just beat each other up and came out in Nashville against a Notre Dame team that is not as... Of course, they'll hype that game up so much because it's Notre Dame, but Notre Dame was pretty bad this year. And they, they both have like a combined like 10 straight... like 10 losses between them, which you never hear from those two teams. So there we have it. That game is on the 30th. Once again, you can listen to this bowl show on the podcast on iTunes at bflow360.com. And Flo and I are back tomorrow to talk college football playoffs 
New Year's resolutions. And and then outside of that, we'll talk our breakdown of Sony's The Interview and much more. But for the Notorious Ben Florence, I'm Mike Garner. This has been the College Football Bowl Extravaganza. Until tomorrow, see you next time.